Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body works. I am your host. I am Shmaine Linney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, biohacker and certified iridologist, and I'm very happy to have you back with me for another episode I hope you're all keeping really well on this February afternoon. The weather has been glorious here in Airdrie, so I do hope you got to enjoy some sunshine. This week's episode is a continuation at looking at adrenal issues, generally called adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion or adrenal dysfunction. Um, but this is a continuation on to some episodes I did months back where we looked at adrenal issues. Well, in these two, there will be two of these episodes because there's a lot to go into. And if I do it all in one episode, it's going to be quite a long episode and I do not want you to lose interest. So I decided to split it up into two in these episodes we're going to look at the adrenals and how they um, attribute to weight gain or the inability to lose weight how they contribute to fluid retention and then of course exhaustion before i go on i must emphasize that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please do consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. And before I go on, I want to just mention that although a lot of what I'm going to talk about is adrenals connection to weight issues, fluid retention and exhaustion, it doesn't mean that the adrenals are the only thing that may be causing them. There may be other things at play as well. So there may be other factors, but for this episode, we're just going to look at the connection of the adrenals. So um, I talk about adrenal issues all the time. It's one of the most common things I see with clients and students or when I do consultations. It is one of the most common hormonal problems. Um, yet many women and their doctors generally don't recognize the signs of adrenal fatigue until it's far too late and unfortunately I have got one or two clients that they're very far down the rabbit hole of adrenal exhaustion that we're really struggling to get them out of that and god knows that i have tried a lot and we're continuing to try a lot because i don't like to give up but it it got to a stage where they got so far into the adrenal issues that now we're really having a hard time to get them back out and Sometimes in cases like that, it takes a complete overhaul of one's lifestyle and they may not necessarily like that or want to do it. So then that comes down to the individual's choice as well of what they're willing to do and not do and what they're willing to put up with and accept for the rest of their life. So um, with that said, all I can do is guide and educate and support. Um, but 
addressing stress responses is one of the most overlooked ways to balance hormones, achieve that weight that you want, support your immune system, support your moods, and then of course support your ability to be maybe a good parent or a good partner or support other relationships. So the adrenals play a big part. I mean, it's obvious they play a big part in your whole life, but there's going to be aspects that you may not have recognized they impact. So when we look at um, adrenal issues, exhaustion or dysfunction or fatigue or malfunction, I mean, there's a couple of different names. I find that no health practitioner can agree on one name. So we, we can call it whatever you like. I generally say if there's adrenal issues, um, then your adrenals are struggling and there's an imbalance there of the hormones. Um, but if your day looks something like this, then chances are you do have some adrenal fatigue or issues going on. So maybe you say, I'm exhausted. I know I've said that a lot, uh, especially over the last year. Or I'm so stressed or you feel anxiety or maybe teary or weepy. Even when you wake first thing in the morning, you just feel upset or weepy, as I say. Um, or you can't handle the pressure of life anymore. Like you feel like stress calls the shots on your life. Um, if you can relate to all of those, there's a chance that you're suffering from adrenal burnout or you're at least on your way there. Um, and that will cause symptoms of hormonal imbalance. And as your adrenal issues get worse, that, of course, is going to compromise other aspects of your hormonal balance, which then will impact um, your energy and your menstrual cycle and lots of other things. But when we look at a sample day of someone that maybe is experiencing burnout or having adrenal issues, we can see it lay out something like this. So they wake from 6 to 8 a.m. and really struggle to wake up or feel refreshed or get out of bed. Generally, this person can't get going without one or two cups of really strong coffee. And I've actually had clients that were having pots of coffee. So the whole coffee pot or five coffees a day. Um, I can understand the reasoning behind that, but that doesn't mean I don't cringe. Um, then you get to, say, between 9.30 and 11 a.m., you're still in that energy slump, and maybe you just can't find the energy to pick yourself up. So it's taken you quite a while to get your day going. Then you've got between 12 and 2 p.m. after lunch, you kind of feel energized or awake enough to get more done but that doesn't last too long because then we get that 3 to 4 p.m energy crash as I say or slump um, where you you literally just want to put your head on the desk or maybe you reach for another coffee or some sort of sugar or something to just give yourself a quick pick-me-up 
And then you get home, uh, you slowly recover from the energy crash during the afternoon. But I mean, this is going to be in that 6 to 9 p.m. window. If you're not very distracted with kids and preoccupied, um, you're going to feel fatigued and you may just crash and have a nap. But most of my clients I see between 6 and 9 p.m. They are so preoccupied with babies and little kids and getting dinner done and everything that they're still just pushing through the fatigue. So it's push, 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 go, 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 which is so common. And then you get to that 9 to 10 p.m. window where if you didn't nap, you're really tired now and you're starting to nod off. This is the ideal, perfect time for you to go asleep and not fight it. This is like the perfect bedtime. But a lot of people feel like they've been rushing all day and now is their chance to relax and put on a TV show or, um, I don't know, get some housework done. So they'll kind of push through this energy low where they should be going to sleep and they'll stay up for another hour or two which is the worst thing you can do if you're at that 9 to 10 p.m window and you're starting to nod off go to bed go to bed you will not regret it but then if you're in this adrenal fatigue state or this adrenal burnout state Generally, we'll see you'll wake between 3 and 5 a.m. It's usually around 3, 3.30 for most people. Um, you'll wake, you might go to the bathroom, you might just stare at the ceiling, you might just toss and turn for ages, but your mind is back racing again and you can't fall back asleep easily. So it may even take up to an hour and a half to fall back asleep. And that's because you have that imbalance of cortisol and adrenaline running around your system because when our adrenals are out of balance our hormones are out of balance um, and these constant slumps and dips are signs that your adrenals are really struggling and they're like I mentioned at the start of this podcast there can be other stuff that causes you to have slumps and dips it's not just the adrenals you can have slumps and dips and not have adrenal issues that could just be nutrition and insulin um but these are signs that there may be adrenal issues and adrenal fatigue is one of the biggest causes of hormonal issues that i see in women and anyway so what causes adrenal fatigue apart from a pandemic and constant lockdown which is quite stressful um <coughs> excuse me most of us even before this pandemic we experience stress it's it is society now we're just go 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 we're high achievers our kids are in activities we want to be perfect moms perfect parents or if you're a dad you want to be a perfect dad you're working hard to put food on the table this is society we are go 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 and then there was a big push to be an entrepreneur or be a life coach or even a health coach and uh, nutritionist and all of that and let me tell you that is very tiring um, as a researcher I spent hours and hours and hours of researching stuff and then double checking and backing it up and making sure it's true and all of this and it's quite tiring I enjoy it 
but it is quite tiring. <clears throat> so after a few weeks or months of constant chronic stress, it all takes its toll and it starts taxing your adrenals and it ramps up signs that there may be hormonal issues to follow as well. And the trouble is here that your brain and your body don't register the difference between a true threat, like you're being chased by a tiger, or you've just had a freaker over something in your day. So a freaker is something I said when I was a teenager where you just flip out over something. Um, like when your computer goes blue, so the blue screen and you realize, oh shit, I have just lost everything I've been working on for the last few hours. So stuff like that. So that can be quite stressful, but it's not necessarily a lion chasing you down the road. But your body doesn't, your body and your brain, they don't know the difference. A threat is a threat, and, and that's how your body perceives it, especially if you're in this chronic state of stress. Um, even when we look at, I mean, other things that can push you into this chronic stress state or the survival state it, it could just be an argument with your partner or it could be work deadlines that you're not meeting it could be stress of having kids or homeschooling it could even be anxiety of doing some sort of live talk or a business dinner or the to-do list of things that you have to do or like the, it could be anything there's so many things and as well each of us respond to different stressors differently what stresses you may not stress me and vice versa but there's a lot of things that can drive up stress um and if we were to narrow it down into different categories we can see that stress or adrenal fatigue or adrenal dysfunction, it generally can get caused through different stressors. So you've got your physical stressors, which could be an infection or a virus or even just food poisoning or overtraining as well is something people forget over excessive exercising or training can be a big stress on your body then you've got the, that emotional stress which your work pressures or relationships or unresolved upset or trauma or feeling unworthy even or constantly crying that constant feeling of sadness and you can't cope with life that is a big emotional stress then you've got your chemical or your toxic stressors and this is where the body is in a state of toxic overload uh, could be from a poor diet it could be from excessive exposure to car fumes or antibiotics or perfumes um, then you've got and most people don't connect to this. And honestly, I didn't connect to this for a long time until the last year. And I started looking more into the spiritual and faith-based area. But for some people, not having any sort of spiritual connection or sense of faith can leave them with that feeling that 
they lack purpose or direction in life. Um, and if you follow me, I generally don't talk too much about spirituality or um, faith or anything like that. I mean, I do talk about mindset and motivation, but I think they're different. And I do talk a lot about gratitude because I feel that is very important to appreciate and recognize your blessings. But definitely there is something to be said about the whole spiritual and faith-based aspect. Take that how you will, but um, for some people, it can leave them feeling like they've no direction in life when this aspect is missing. And then you, of course, have your nutrition or your dietary aspect where you spent a long time overloading on processed foods or sugar or caffeine or alcohol and all of these will stimulate cortisol again your one of your stress hormones which contributes to that adrenal fatigue attack um, and then of course those types of foods and others and healthy foods I don't want to there are some healthy foods that can be quite stressful on the body they can cause chronic gut issues like constipation which makes me cringe I have so many clients with constipation and I hate to see it because chronic constipation is going to loop us back to that chemical or toxic overload and the body is going to become overloaded and then we've got this toxic buildup which drives up inflammation which drives up insulin resistance which drives up cortisol and this is a really rotten circle to get caught into or we'll see bloating, IBS, maybe food sensitivities. And I was speaking to a client about this yesterday that she went years without having any cheese and some other foods because she thought like every time I have cheese, I get these gut issues. So we addressed her nutrition. We addressed some hormones and then last week she had some cheese and had absolutely no issues whatsoever. Um, so that can be, these food sensitivities can be caused by an underlying stress issue in your body. It doesn't mean you actually have a food sensitivity. It just could be there's a stress that's causing you to react in certain ways. Even when we look at pain in the body, there are instances and there's research that show that some pain that you would perceive to be physical pain, like I hurt myself or I pulled a muscle or something, is not so much the pain as it may be an infection or some sort of stress going on there. So maybe there's no physical damage, but there's an infection or a stress. Whatever the trigger, if the resulting hormonal imbalances are not corrected and the stress is just keeps going on and is totally out of control, your adrenal glands will end up taxed or totally burnt out. And then the very hormones that are meant to give you energy and keep you alive, if you're, say, running away from that tiger, they actually start to do the opposite and they damage your health and eventually they become totally depleted. And now you're in a big shitstorm where you may need to start using bioidentical hormones and some sort of medical support for your body. You, do, you don't want that. So, I mean, obviously stress is a big problem in society right now, but we really need to do 
bring some awareness around it and get some sort of a hold on it. So symptoms of adrenal fatigue, apart from the example of the day I gave you a few minutes ago, um, there are symptoms of adrenal fatigue. And I mean, your body will perceive a threat as anything. For some people, it's just the phone ringing. They expect bad news and this will trigger a kind of fight or flight or danger signal in the body. And for other people, it could be stressing about how they pay their bills or going for an interview. But regardless, whatever the stress is, it is going to activate your HPA axis, which is your hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. And from there, we get this feedback loop between your brain and your other organs, like your liver, like your heart, like your kidneys. Your hypothalamus is pretty much the command center for keeping you alive. And it watches out for any sort of stimulant or stressor that may come and cause your body to go into a fight or flight or survival state. And if the hypothalamus does perceive that there is a stress, your survival mode can kick in within seconds and you will get this big dump of cortisol and adrenaline within minutes and then it can take hours for them to be flushed out of the body but the idea of this is your hypothalamus is trying to keep you alive so it not only does it send signals to your organs to prep you to defend yourself or run away, it also dumps these hormones into your bloodstream so that you do have the drive to get away. But then if you constantly get this dumping and response, you do become resistant. So when the hypothalamus sees this stress or perceives this stress, whatever it may be, the phone call, the bad news, the stubbed your toe, whatever it may be, it then tells your adrenal glands to quickly pump out adrenaline, noradrenaline and cortisol. So these are your stress hormones. Um, and we do have another one, aldosterone, but I might come back to that at another stage. Um, and then, yeah, I might come back to that at another stage because we do have your steroids and your DHEA, but right now we're looking at more of the stress state, so we'll come back to them another time. Um, so we pump out the adrenaline and the cortisol to keep you alive. Then your breathing and your heart rate starts to speed up because you're gonna run away from this line. Uh, then your mind and your hearing and your senses, they become heightened. Um, one thing that's common when someone is in a stress state, their short-sightedness starts to get worse and their long-sightedness either improves or maintains its good health because we want long-sightedness or far-sightedness in a survival situation so we can see what's ahead of us or we can find the exit sign. So you're hearing and your eyes and your mind, those sensory feedback loops, they will change. Um, then your blood clotting ability is heightened in case you get an injury. So this is where we see changes in pers 
not perspiration and blood pressure and thickening of the blood so i'm just going to say that again thickening or clotting of the blood um and then of course with that your sweating or your perspiration um that increases as well to try and cool your body down while it's responding in this heightened stress state so you may sweat more um your pupils dilate too to let in more light so that can sharpen your focus or your help you see that exit sign a lot better and everything else that's not essential it pretty much gets shut down so that's going to be your digestion your reproduction system your detoxification systems even your ability to think so brain fog that all gets shut down when you're in this stressed state um okay so now that we've seen some of the symptoms and we will look at them more because there's a couple more that i want to just highlight because i know a few of my clients are going to be listening to this and they have these symptoms and i want to highlight specific ones so that will probably be in the next episode unless i can get to them now here um but i want to look at the phases and help you understand the phases so again we know that if you're constantly in the state of stress and pushing yourself and go 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 you'll end up taxing your adrenals and then causing other health problems and when we look at the phases of adrenal fatigue it can start out quite quite mild your symptoms so where your body's on high alert where so this will be phase one your body's on high alert so maybe you're meeting a big deadline for work um for me like my master's guide had me stressed because i had a deadline or you have a sick child um or pretty much just your elevated stress hormones they initially powered you up with energy and then dropped you down but now when they do they're starting to leave you feeling more worn out than you used to feel after doing these chores and this is where i'll see clients come to me or do consultations and women will say i haven't changed anything i still eat the same i still exercise the same i sleep the same but i just my energy is worse now and i just feel terrible in myself and i'm always using that cup analogy you know we used to be able to fit a lot into our cup but over time that cup cannot handle as much because the cup starts to crack it starts to chip the older we get the more demands we have so just because something worked for you in the past and you could do something in the past doesn't mean that it's going to stay like that forever um so that's i hear that a lot at consultations um but in this phase one your body is still able to make all the hormones it needs to respond to stress effectively and to energize you enough to get you through the day sometimes i think i'm usually in phase one quite a lot it's rare i get too far into adrenal burnout probably because of my profession i have awareness but i definitely do experience um this 
going through these stages of pushing, 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 and then at the end of the day, I'm feeling more worn out. And then I might take a week or two, rest, regroup, and then I'm fine again. Um, so, but it, no one is exempt. I don't think anyone is exempt. So then when we look at phase two, and this is why, I mean, I've been in phase two, but it, it, I think it was at the very start of the pandemic was the was when I was in phase two. Um, this is your tired and wired stage. That's what it's generally called. Um, and this is where one's constant pressures or stressful situations, they put you under this chronic stress state and this constant taxing of your adrenal glands causes high cortisol release nonstop. And you may even go up and down with your cortisol, but this is where situation starts to get worse. Um, and you generally can't get going. And I'm thinking of one of my clients now. You generally can't get your day going without feeling you need coffee and you need more coffee and you need tea and you need more coffee to just boost yourself. And you like the key word is you need it. Um, and I see. I've seen this, I again, I'm thinking of one specific client, um, but this is where you're in that tired and wired state, and this is where you're so tired too, not only can you not get going without coffee, but you struggle to fall asleep, and you struggle to stay asleep, because you're getting these constant ups and downs of cortisol and adrenaline, which interferes with your sleep too. Um, and in this phase two, this is where we see cortisol starts to cause problems with other hormones like pregnenolone or progesterone. Um, so pregnenolone is a precursor hormone to help produce testosterone, which helps make estrogen and progesterone and DHEA, which is very important. And when your body is struggling to keep up with these stress demands, it diverts pregnenolone to down a different pathway so it diverts pregnenolone from going to testosterone and making your other sex hormones and it pretty much steals it and pushes it down another pathway to make cortisol instead because your body's constantly stressed it needs all this cortisol it needs you to just keep making cortisol to keep you alive and this is called the pregnenolone steal but some practitioners and i myself have called it the progesterone steal as well because because when this happens, we get this progesterone steal. We get the hormones are diverted away from making your sex hormones. Um, the classic example of this, and many women have experienced this, and I have experienced this, is when a woman is stressed about getting pregnant, and she's like it's on her mind nonstop, and it's stress, and it can be very stressful, especially when you're doing pregnancy tests all the time, and your fingers are crossed, and then you get let down, and then you start stressing, I'm never going to get pregnant, I'm getting older, and blah, 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 and when we... Some women will get to a stage where they don't give up, but they're kind of like, okay, I'll take a break for a while because this is just ridiculous. Maybe we'll try next year. And within a month, she'll get pregnant because she had kind of removed that stressor 
and now the pregnenolone or the progesterone wasn't getting stolen and it was then redirected down the correct pathway to produce the sex hormones and then she gets pregnant and this is very common when the woman stops stressing about getting pregnant she generally gets pregnant in a month or two um and that can even happen after like even IVF or adopting a child because your stress levels go down and we don't have this sex hormone interruption. Then we get to phase three. And I think we'll leave it at here because we're at the 32 minute mark and I try to keep these at 30 minutes or so because I don't want people to be overwhelmed or lose interest. Um, so we get to phase three and this is where burnout happens. You are burnt out here. Your adrenals are exhausted. They're not functioning properly. You have overtaxed your system. You have pushed yourself too hard for too long. Um, so recognizing that you shouldn't have so much cortisol in your system your body becomes cortisol resistant at this stage shutting down some of its cortisol receptors to try help you get better hormonal balance like the body always has your best interests at heart but the key word there is balance your body wants you to be balanced during a state of homeostasis and as a result of shutting down these cortisol receptors we then see that instead of your cortisol level rising in the morning and lowering in the evening like it should, like it's supposed to, it no longer peaks in the morning to give you energy and it no longer dips in the evening and it no longer fluctuates throughout the day. It just flatlines all day, every day. So you're just like, if you think of... um. A heart rate monitor in a hospital or it, it, you just flatline it's just beep so all day every day you're just exhausted just all the time no matter what you do you're just exhausted this is burnout and at this stage then we'll start seeing some other symptoms which I'll discuss in part two of this topic but generally, just to give you a quick look, generally at this stage, I see constant feelings of sadness in my clients, loss of motivation. Um, along with the fatigue, I also see chronic inflammation here, insulin resistance, fluid retention. Um, and then we can even see some other stuff like autoimmune issues start to occur, uh, hair loss, stuff like that. But this phase three is the phase we don't want to get to. I don't want to get to it. I hope you don't want to get to it. But unfortunately, I do have clients that are in phase three. And this is like I mentioned at the start of the episode where you've fallen so far down the rabbit hole that it's going to be very hard to get yourself back out of it. I'm not saying you can't, I'm not saying you can't, but it'd be very hard and for some people it can be very uncomfortable because they may need to do a total overhaul of their life or make some lifestyle changes that they're reluctant to make or don't want to make. Um, okay, we'll leave it at that. The next episode, we're just gonna look at some common common how do i say this 
So common questions that come up and common comments that I see from my clients with adrenal issues um, that I'm sure many of you will relate to. So chronic complaints around adrenal fatigue and issues. And I know some of you are saying, oh my God, I was hoping you would tell me everything today, but trust me, there's still a lot to go through. So I don't want to be... Um, bombarding you too much so we'll look at those chronic complaints in the next episode we'll look at testing um and then we'll look at how can we break this cycle and what can we do to start addressing the issue okay thank you guys for listening as always if you know anyone that would benefit from this information please share it with them sharing is caring and i really believe based on the last year that if we can all take responsibility for our health and help others take responsibility for their health we will all be doing a lot better um so i hope you enjoyed this the biggest compliment you could give me is to leave me five stars or review on your podcast platform, but there is no obligation. I'm just saying, wink, wink, and I will chat to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a great weekend. And I, I will get part two to you as soon as possible. Okay, bye-bye.